Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, an evolved perspective on life with dogs. Well, it's all Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Great to be here today, as always. The last show of 2017. Can't believe it already. And uh, excited for the new year. And going to talk today about uh, New Year's resolutions that you can make for or with your dog. Not all obvious. So the first one is pretty obvious because it has to do with weight which is probably the most common New Year's resolution I think that people make for themselves. Getting in shape, losing weight, joining a gym, you know, stuff like that. So, but other ones, maybe not not so obvious. So these are some great tips that if you maybe presence more in your life with your dog, it'll really make a difference in your dog's quality of life and potentially yours as well. Want to say a special thanks to St. John Creamery raw goat milk for dogs and cats. They also make it for humans as well. And it's a great easy way to add nutritional value to your dog's food. So raw is key. The probiotics and enzymes in the milk, in addition to the high quality protein and fat, you just pour it over whatever you're already feeding your dog, which hopefully is healthy. And it's going to be a great easy way to boost the nutrition. St. John Creamery is a local farm here in Western Washington. That's the one that we feed our dogs and recommend to our friends and clients. But there's other brands that you can get um, nationally. So if you're not in Western Washington and you can't get St. John Creamery, then, um, you know, find one in your local independent pet store and uh, your dog will thank you for it. Okay, so New Year's resolutions with your dog or for your dog that you can make to make a, uh, a, an improved 2018. So the first one is the obvious, um, you know, weight loss slash better nutrition. So, um, you know, most of weight loss is actually going to be determined by the diet. Now, this is assuming there's not some sort of medical condition that's causing weight gain or something like that. But if it's just your run of the mill, I need to lose weight or my dog needs to lose weight, it's not so much really in the exercise. Exercise is definitely helps and of course burns more energy, increases the metabolism, increases muscle mass, all that kind of stuff. But really it's mostly about food. So less food and also maybe better quality food, maybe food that's um, higher in protein and doesn't have as much carbs in it, or maybe cutting down on the, on the treats or maybe the type of treats that you're giving. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a ton to make a difference, you know, especially with little dogs. I mean, if you have a dog that's only eating like a quarter of a cup of food every meal, you know, the difference maybe that they need is just a little bit less than that. Um, you know, you're not necessarily cutting their food in half, but, um, you know, just shaving off a little bit. If it's a if it's a dog that eats a cup of food twice a day, maybe instead of it being a heaping cup, it's a cup that's just a little, you know, under a cup. So it can be a slight difference that makes a difference. And then if you add in more exercise, then you're definitely ahead of the game. Obesity is... Um, I remember talking with Dr. Michael Fox about this years ago on the show. He's an, He's been an awesome guest. Um, definitely recommend searching for his episodes back in the years, Dr. Michael Fox. Uh, he wrote a book called Not Fit for a Dog, The Truth About Manufactured Dog and Cat Food. And um, we were talking about, in one of my interviews with him, we were talking about um, health and um, one of the things that is, as far as the health insurance companies go, that's not listed under like the top sort of diseases or um, factors to poor health in dogs is actually obesity. So obesity is just rampant in dogs and it's, you know, also a problem for humans as well. And food is key. It's important to keep dogs 
um, you know, at a healthy weight for a number of reasons. I know that it plays a part in, in cancer and other disease processes. It's also important as far as dogs structurally go. So keeping their joints, uh, you know, less stress on their joints, especially as dogs get older, really important to keep them on the leaner side so that their joints aren't stressed by all that extra weight. I know with with people, a lot of people that are carrying a lot of extra weight, they, they very commonly have, you know, knee problems or hip problems. And one of the main things to do for your body to help with that structural challenge is to actually, you know, take the load off. I mean, 20 pounds on a, on a human, that, that's heavy. So if you're carrying around that every day, every day, it's putting the stress on the joint. So if you've got a dog who is, you know, ideally supposed to weigh, let's say 50 pounds and they weigh 60 pounds, that's a lot, you know, 10 pounds of weight for a dog that isn't supposed to weigh that much is a lot more on the body. So it's really an important one. And there's, um, an author that I interviewed years ago who wrote a book called Dieting with My Dog, Peggy Frieson was her name, is her name. And um, it was a cute book. She she and her dog sort of took on weight loss and, and made some lifestyle changes and they sort of went through the process together and it's really cute. So if you're looking maybe for some inspiration to help you, if you're kind of feeling like that would be a great thing to do for yourself and your dog, check out that book. It's cute. Dieting with My Dog. Okay, so that's the obvious one. New Year's resolutions with your dog or for your dog would be to, you know, get that extra weight off because it really is going to help them feel better and um, is an important thing to do for health. All right. I love this idea. So now depending on your dog, so we've got to know the dog because there's lots of dogs who maybe really would get totally stressed out if you took them to... um, a hardware store with you or to the pet store. So of course you've got to know your dog and if your dog is, you know, fearful or aggressive towards strangers or other dogs, then pick your location appropriately based off of your dog. But going out on sort of like a date with your dog, going out to somewhere new, take your dog with you. If your dog isn't normally used to going to new places. I know what can commonly happen is that you kind of get into your grind and you're working and your dog hopefully gets out for walks. Um, But maybe it's just the same route every time, you know, and and, um, it's all the same smells every time. And there's not a whole lot of variation in the stimulation. And dogs really suffer from boredom a lot in society. So Take your dog somewhere new. Go to a coffee shop. I mean, depending on how nice the weather is um, in January, February, but go out to a coffee shop or go to a hardware store that, um, you know, allows dogs in or another store maybe in your area that allows people to bring their dogs in. Um, If your dog wouldn't really do well in a heavily populated area, maybe because they have challenges with other dogs or with strangers um, because we don't want to get them in in trouble or, you know, cause harm to anybody or someone else's dog. Maybe like a new park uh, would be a a better fit for your dog where there's not as much stimulation. Um, So somewhere new, coffee shop, pet store, new park, and just go there together and check out a new place. And, you know, I really recommend that you Keep your phone in your pocket or in your bag and, you know, not be on your phone all the time. I see people and I'm, you know, I'm not exempt to this either, um, you know, being on the phone all the time and, and you know, just being mindful to, to put it down or turn it off and just be with your dog, be present, you know, breathe, talk to your dog, play with your dog, whatever, just be present to them. It's such a great opportunity to just slow down and and be in the moment, even if it's just for five or 10 minutes, it can make a difference in our stress level with how fast things go. So maybe it's a once a week, or maybe it's just once a month, depending on what your schedule's like, but maybe you'd make a commitment to just go and do something fun with your dog, sort of like a date. Okay, this one's a good one too. Um, 
So New Year's resolutions to make for or with your dog. So it's important to know your dog's body. So maybe once a week or once a month or whatever works for your schedule. Some is better than nothing. Um, Set down or set aside, you know, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever feels manageable for you. And then you might end up going longer anyway, and that's good. But where you might do massages, just self-massage. You don't have to be a professional massage therapist to just touch your dog in in just a an intentional way. This is important for health reasons. So not only is this going to be wonderful for your relationship and your dog is likely going to just love the attention and the touch and you just being present to him or her and talking to him or her and, you know, slow down and be present. There's a theme there. But touching, getting to know your dog's body. Do some massage um, or just run your fingers through your dog's coat. This is important because you're going to notice if there's any new bumps that show up or just differences in their body that you might need your veterinarian to take a look at. You know, lumps and bumps are not something to just, oh, it's just, you know, just a bump. Old dogs get it because there's cancer. Just like in people, it's 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 in dogs a lot. And early detection is key, just like for people as well. So if you notice that there is a new lump or you, there's a lump that was there, but it's changed, it's grown or whatever, um, get it checked out. I know this happened with my dachshund. I was cutting her nails and... Um, Notice that she had a big, really ugly looking growth on her front leg and got her into the vet. They took it off in and it turned out that it actually was cancerous. Uh, fortunately, was um, one of the better kinds of cancer, um, so they say, and, you know, hadn't spread anywhere and they just were able to, you know, take it off and, and she was fine. But had I not noticed that, it was kind of on the inside of her leg. So had I not noticed that in, in our routine grooming, then it very well could have turned into something more serious. So really important, um, not just for health reasons, but also just for bonding. I really like to talk with my dogs. And I don't. I do it with some more than others, which I feel kind of bad about. But I just realized with one of my dogs who I don't tend to talk to as much, I just, it's like really all about slowing down and just being present. They love it. And it's good for us too. Not something that's terribly easy to do in today's society. Okay, this is a good one. Nose work class. Oh, I've talked about nose work so much. And I talk about, I show my clients how to get started with nose work on a regular basis. And there's a reason why. It is such an amazing activity to do with your dog. It builds confidence. It burns mental energy, fights boredom, teaches them how to think and focus in a different way, and is also really great for your relationship as well. You're going to get to know how to read your dog and listen to your dog, let your dog be in the lead of something in a really constructive way. Nose work class. Um, I'm excited to, uh, you know, show you next year um, as we're launching these new weekly videos, which will be coming early 2018. So stay tuned with that. Probably one of the best ways to stay tuned with that will be to either listen to the show, um, but also through our Facebook page. So the Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Facebook will be keeping you up to date on when those are launching weekly videos. But I'm excited to actually be able to show you how to get your dog started with nose work. I'm not a nose work instructor. Um, there is such a thing as a certified nose work instructor. And if you're going to take a nose work class, then I do recommend that you take it from a certified instructor. And I've taken all of our dogs through nose work classes, and I can at least show you how to get started with it. And then if you feel like taking it further with the nose work class, great. But I just want to get this information into as many homes as possible because nose work is one of the best things that you can do for your dog any dog, any age, any physical capability, that's one of the best things about it. And um, you don't really have to buy anything for it. I mean, stinky treats that your dog loves, three empty boxes, and then like an emptied out mint tin, or you can use any container really. So super accessible too. It's not like something else where you might have to buy a bunch of equipment and that gets expensive, or maybe you don't have the room for it or whatever. 
love nose work. So nose work class, if, you know, look in your area for a nose work instructor. And if you can't find that, then hang on until early 2018. And I will, one of my first videos will probably be showing you how to get started in nose work. And I'm super excited to get that information to you in a different way. Okay, this is a good one. And this one, you know, is for me also in general, New Year's resolution to make, you know, with or for your dog would be to when you do take your dog for a walk, which hopefully you do, would be to actually stay off your phone during the walks. Okay. This is surprisingly hard to do. I mean, the phone thing is is an interesting phenomenon, right? And I know a lot of, not everybody, I think it's kind of a personality type thing, but I, you know, how many people you see are on the phone, on the phone, on the phone, and I am not an exception to this. Uh, plugged in, plugged in, social media, you know, oh, like checking, checking, all this stuff on your phone, on your phone, and the phones are so great. You can do five things at once and, you know, that's awesome, but it makes it hard for us to sort of slow down and just be present. And our dogs, in some cases, are really begging us uh, to do that. No pun intended. So that's an easy one. Okay, we go for walks. Yeah, but you know what? I am on my phone most of the time or I'm talking to somebody else and I'm not with my dog. You know, the dogs want us to be with them. It's not just taking them for walks and feeding them and they want that interaction. They're so incredibly socially like us. It's part of why they've done so well with us over the last tens of thousands of years that we've been living together. So keep your phone off during walks and, um, you know, enjoy the time to yourself and just be with your own thoughts, be with your dog, observe your dog and the quality of walk will actually be greatly improved if you do that, probably both for you and your dog. So that's kind of a nice one. I really resonated with that one too. Okay, another one. If your dog is having a behavioral challenge or maybe you just haven't really done much in the way of obedience training or just basic training, you haven't really done much in learning how to work with your dog and communicate with your dog and... Um, Maybe just because it's good to do or because you have a specific challenge that's just been you've been meaning to get it dealt with or your dog has a hard time when people come over or, or your walks are actually not as relaxing as you'd like them to be because your dog barks and lunges at other dogs when he or she sees them, you know, get those resolved. Either reach out to me and I can try to help you through phone or Skype consultation if you don't live in the Seattle area. Or find somebody in your area to work with who has a balanced approach, who works with every dog as a unique individual, who doesn't try to fit each dog into just one training style. So those are some tips as far as finding um, somebody to work with who I think is going to give you the best shot at results because there's not really regulation for this industry. So, you know. You can, there's a whole, there's not one right way for sure. And that's kind of the point. Like every dog is different. So you want somebody who's really equipped with, I, I know how to do the positive. I know how to set limits and I know how to balance those. And mostly I'm just going to be present to you and your dog and figure out how your dog works the best. What is the best fit for your dog? What does your dog need to be successful? But get that stuff resolved because it really gets in the way, I mean, how many people have, you know, leash reactive behavior, I would say, is probably one of the most common things that we work with. Separation anxiety, leash reactive behavior, challenges with, um, you know, when people come to the house. And I uh, just a couple weeks ago did a whole show about that. So if you have a dog who has some challenging behaviors, whether it's just jumping up on people or... Um, maybe aggressively barks or lunges or even nips at guests. Um, definitely check out that show if you haven't heard it. It's just a couple weeks ago in the archives. Free podcast on iTunes. You can find them all on our website, dogradioshow.com, and also on our Facebook page. Just search for The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. But, you know, make it your resolution to resolve the behavioral challenge and help your dog be a happier 
calmer, more well-adjusted dog, and it will help decrease your stress too, because it's stressful. You know, I've worked with dog behavior and training for over 15 years, and it's, you know, I've had people, you know, start crying as a result of just, you know, how stressful this behavior is. Maybe the dog is is barking when when they leave and they live in a condo that and their neighbors are complaining and they might get evicted or it's just maybe that's not the case, but it just they feel the dog's upset. And so there's just every time they want to leave, they feel the stress and oh, my gosh, and the dog is going to be barking the whole time. And ugh, or, you know, the dog is has um, challenging behavior on walks and that makes walks really stressful and maybe not just unpleasant, but actually dangerous. I mean, dogs bite. They can not uncommon. They're dogs. And that's scary and dangerous. And um, for a lot of reasons, you know, we want to get those things, try to get those things resolved as best we can. So training behavior challenges resolved. Yes, you are. What a good dog. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes and talking about some of my top New Year's resolution ideas that you can do with your dog or for your dog. So um, I've just to recap, uh, talked about the obvious, you know, weight, nutrition, um, you know, went into some detail about that. Um, maybe once per month or once per week or whatever the frequency that feels doable for you, because we don't want you to feel overwhelmed either, is to maybe if this is a good fit for your dog, take your dog somewhere new periodically. Go on a little date together. Uh, find a, a store that that allows pets. Maybe it's a large hardware store or a local pet store or some other business that's pet friendly. Um of course, making sure that your dog is a dog that's going to enjoy going to new places and also will be safe. So, you know, if you have a dog that's very aggressive to other dogs, for example, maybe not going to a pet store. But, um, you know, and obviously, if you have a dog that's aggressive towards people, then you might not want to go to a, you know, busy hardware store or something like that. But maybe it's a new park that's you know, lots of wide open space and you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. But it's going to give your dog some stim stimulation and new sights and smells and something that you guys can do together. Uh, massaging slash kind of touching your dog and just having like times where you sit down and maybe it's just for 10 minutes. Set your timer, turn your phone off and just, you know, pet your dog, feel your dog's body, um, talk to him or her. And this has not only an emotional and relationship benefit, but also is a really important thing to do to really know your dog's body so that if something changes, there's a new growth or a lump or something like that, um, you'll one, notice, and two, be able to have your veterinarian take a look at it pretty quickly. Nose work classes, nose work, nose work, nose work, so fun. Dogs are made to find something that they want with their nose. It's one of their main things. Sense of smell is key. I've talked about it a lot over the years. So get your dog enrolled in a nose work class. You've heard me talk about it over the years so many times. You've been meaning to do it. New Year's resolution. And if you can't find a nose work class in your area, depending on where you're listening from, next year, early next year, we're going to be um, offering weekly videos and a membership. And uh, that will be definitely one of the things that I'll show you how to do is how to teach your dog to get started in nose work. I'm not a nose work instructor, but I've taken my dogs through nose work classes and we have several dogs and they've all gone through nose work classes. And I show my clients all the time how to at least get the dogs started in nose work. And then if you're so inspired and want to take it further, then definitely sign up for a nose work class. This one I love, stay off your phone during walks easy, right? Man, those phones. <laughs> uh, this is a good one for me. If I feel like I can take a deeper breath, even just thinking about it, you know, turn the ringer off or go to airplane mode just during your walks and just, you know, take a breath, disconnect, actually connect with your dog and your environment and yourself and just create some space for you to think about stuff. There's a whole lot of noise in the world these days. 
And I know for sure it's good for us to slow down and be present. And I know that our dogs really love it when we do that with them as well. So taking, uh, uh, you know, leave your phone at home or if you want to bring your phone, maybe just turn the ringer off or put it on airplane mode or whatever makes sense for you. But staying off your phone during your walks, getting training and behavior problems resolved that maybe you've been meaning to, to, to get a handle on. That's a good one. Okay, here's a new one. And this one also, um, I have a tendency to do this as well. You know, we have five dogs. Uh, one of them, my little dachshund, who's almost 16, lives uh, mostly with my mom now, um, who lives locally. Um, but we have four dogs, and then we often have other dogs in the house cause, because we work with training and behavior. S- stop yelling. You know, the dogs are barking, and you're wanting them to be quiet or, you know, whatever. And then it's just the easiest thing to do sometimes feels like just just yelling, you know, quiet or knock it off or whatever. And, you know, there's a number of reasons why it's a good idea to, to stop yelling. Um, it feels better, I think. And it also, I think, is better for the dogs. And then especially if it's as a result of a what maybe feels like a barking problem or... Um, you know, behavioral challenge. So then that kind of goes back to getting, you know, behaviors resolved. I know a lot of clients tell me that they um, resort to just yelling because they don't really know what else to do. So they don't really have tools to, well, okay, I don't really want to do this, but I don't know what else to do. Like what would work? What is a better idea um, for, you know, getting my dog to be quiet or something like that or or to, you know, to not jump on me or whatever. So just a couple tips on that. Um, first of all, you want to make sure that your dog is getting plenty of exercise, mental and physical, as you know. So lots of walks and, you know, something like nose work or puzzles or training, jobs to do, because a lot of times uh, undesirable behaviors are a result of pent up energy. So you want to definitely make sure that you've covered those bases before you, you know, implement some sort of correction for barking. But something that you might try with your dog if you've never done it before, I'm kind of surprised at how many people when I mention this in the context of training and behavior, when I'm working with a client either over the phone, via Skype, or in person here in Western Washington, is uh, they've never tried a squirt bottle, just a squirt bottle with water not going to hurt your dog. Um, I would say most dogs don't like being squirted with water. You know, you kind of aim for the face. It's not going to hurt them, but they're like, oh, oh, it's, you know, something that they're maybe motivated to avoid. So for example, with barking, and again, there's a lot, there's a lot to this, um, giving your dog direction, letting your dog know what you want them to do. So if they're barking when somebody's at the door, teaching them to go to a rug and wait on the rug and focusing on what you want. So we first want to do that. Uh, And there's lots of different ways to do that. And if you want more help with that, you can get in touch with me directly or um, work with somebody in your area on how to, you know, set your dog up for success, basically, rather than just focus on the correction. Once you've done what you can to set your dog up for success, then we can talk about also setting limits and interrupting the undesirable behavior. So just a squirt bottle with water. I found most dogs don't like to be squirted in the face with water. Um, And it's just something that's negative enough that they're motivated to think about what they did that caused it to happen. So they are like, oh, well, if that's what happens when I do this or that, or if I, if you tell me, you know, quiet when I'm barking and I, if I don't stop barking after you've said quiet, then I get corrected. And that correction is getting squirted with water with the word no. Um, then they're like, okay, well, then I won't do it. And then again, you want to set your dog up for success and make sure that their energy needs are met, they're not pent up, that they know what it is you want them to do and all that kind of stuff. We want to make sure that we're balancing. But there is definitely a place for simple correction or consequence. So for barking, um, try a squirt bottle. 
instead of yelling. You know, I really take, I just said, I have said yesterday and today, and I'm on my way home, I'm actually going to stop and get squirt bottles because our dogs know what squirt bottles are. All of them, except for Pixie, our black lab, she thinks it's a game um, to get squirted in the face with water. She loves it. So it's not a good correction for her. Um, but the other dogs don't like being squirted with water. And I have said, you know, I need to take my own advice, really. Um, like, where are those squirt bottles? Ah, I need a squirt bottle because if I have that, then I can just say, quiet. And if they don't, then I can just squirt them and say no. And then tell them again, quiet. And do that instead of yelling. So that's stop yelling one, man. That's one for me. I'm going to make that resolution. And like I said, it's not the new year yet, but that's okay. I'm stopping on my way home to get squirt bottles because I am one of those people. And I tell my clients this all the time. That's like, oh, where's that squirt bottle? And don't just have one in your house. Have them strategically placed everywhere so that it is right there for you to reach for and grab and just, you know, be able to set limits. Dogs correct each other. It's okay to correct your dog as long as it's fair, well-timed, and, you know, an appropriate type of correction. But a lot of times people really sort of get all upset and up in arms about doing anything negative to the dog at all when the reality is that dogs correct each other. It's part of their communication. And it's also just part of how the world works. There are sometimes natural consequences or sometimes people need to say, no, don't do that. Hey, you know, there's a consequence to this behavior. Dogs are certainly no exception. People as well. So it's okay as long as it's done, like I said, consistently and with good timing. Um, so don't worry about, about that. Um, you just don't want to be, you know, you don't want to overcorrect. And if you're not sure... Work with a local trainer or you can get in touch with me and I can help you out. Um, you can just email me, host at dogradioshow.com. And um, I've actually had some great results with people either over the phone or via Skype from other parts of the country. Um, and even just a few weeks ago, talked to somebody in London who was having some challenges with her dog. So it can be helpful to, you know, to just chat over the phone Um or certainly get in touch with someone locally if you want to work in person. Uh, that's a good one. Stop yelling as a New Year's resolution for you and your dog. Okay, puzzle time. Love this. So it's another way to burn that mental energy. There's a whole bunch of different puzzles. Um, this is something I'm super excited about in the videos that we're going to be offering next year, is I'm going to be able to actually show you how to teach your dog a lot of these puzzle type things because just because you get one and you put it you know load it up with treats and put it in front of your dog doesn't mean your dog's really going to know how to do it and then depending on your dog's personality they're either going to like oh well I, I can't do this and then just walk away and then the puzzle's just sitting there on the floor full of treats and no dog engaging with it or the other end of the spectrum then would be the dog that's like well I don't know how this puzzle is supposed to work, so I'm just going to break it. And that's how I'll get the treats out of it. I've seen that too. <laughs> um, so there's a little more to it. And it's really fun to learn how to work with your dog with this type of thing. It's a different type of training outside of obedience training, where there's an element of control that you are establishing with your dog, which is good. It's a great opportunity in obedience training to establish a leadership dynamic and ask your dog to think and focus in a certain way and, you know, maybe set some boundaries where they're needed. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, but puzzles and games and nose work, it's also training, but it's just for fun. So it's a nice way to balance, I think, the obedience training part of it with training that's just for fun or maybe you like to teach your dog tricks or you know something like that where you're just doing it for fun doing it to give your dog some of that mental stimulation get to know how they think and work and do something fun together but there doesn't have that um, structured part that obedience training has that is valuable but it's nice to balance 
So maybe one of your resolutions is you get a puzzle. Maybe you got a, you know, get a puzzle as a holiday gift for your dog. And then your resolution is to actually do it with your dog and, you know, create some time in your schedule. Something that I continue to learn in my life is that it helps to actually put things in the schedule if you want them to get done. Because, you know, like a lot of people, I'm really busy and I've got a million things that I'm wanting to do or that are requiring my attention. And then there's this other thing that's not an already, you know, already in my schedule kind of thing. And then it just falls by the wayside, falls by the wayside when really, even if it's going to be two or three weeks before I can find time in my schedule, if you put it in the schedule, then it happens. Um, so one thing that I do um, for exercises, I dance. I take an urban dance class and it's, you know, hip hop and other types of dance and it's um, how I stay fit and I love it. And um, I put it in my schedule and that's how it, that's how I have the time to go because it's in my schedule and so I can book things around it. So maybe you do that with your puzzle time or your training or your nose work, you know, or your, you know, massages that you do for your dog. Even if it's 10 minutes, put it in your schedule. Okay, <clears throat> this one comes up a lot and it's totally valid. And it's, you know, what, what can you do for your dog is to take care of yourself um, outside of your dog. So our dogs are so tuned into us. They feel everything. They pick up on everything. They're really sensitive to emotional energy, to our stress level. Um, they're not immune to, you know, <clears throat> grief, um, stress of a, of a divorce or even just moving um, or just if you're going through a stressful time for whatever reason, our dogs feel all of it. So take care of yourself to help your dog. The, the, the better off you are, the better off your dog is. And if that means, you know, health-related stuff or um, emotional stuff, uh, you know, getting help with that will actually help your dog. Meditation, slowing down, you know, stress is a big one. Jeez. It's like, uh, it takes something, it takes a lot of intention to try to balance that in life. So the less stressed out you are, the happier your dog's going to be. I can guarantee you that. So take care of yourself. It will help your dog. You know, we say on the show pretty much every week, what a great day it is to take your dog for a walk. And, you know, really promoting getting your dog out, getting out with your dog, taking him or her for a walk around the neighborhood or um, even somewhere new, I say oftentimes, new sights, new smells. And, you know, maybe you don't walk your dog as much as you would like to or think you should. And so that's a great one. Okay, walks with the dog. Put it in your schedule so that you've got the time set to do it. And get out for walks, you know, and it's it's not as easy to do this time of year versus when it's nice out, <laughs> um, depending on where you live right now. But where we are, it's real dark and cold and oftentimes rainy and all that stuff. But so, you know, get a raincoat and put one on your dog, maybe if he or she would like that or not. And um, get out for a walk. You know, something's better than nothing, too. So don't put too much pressure on yourself to, you know, oh, we're going to go on, you know, an hour walk every day when you really haven't been doing much at all, even if it's just a, a 10 minute. And then once you're out, maybe you feel like adding another 10 or 20 or whatever, but just getting it started seems to be, you know, getting out there in the first place seems to be a, a huge part of the challenge. So more walks, You're, you will benefit from it. Your dog will benefit from it. And then referencing an earlier, um, an earlier tip was to also turn your phone off during those walks so that you're actually being present. So not necessarily, you know, one of the first things that I talked about in my list of New Year's resolutions that you can make with your dog or for your dog was related to weight loss, uh, which is, you know, one of the most common ones I know for sure for people. 
you know, weight loss, getting in shape, losing weight, all that stuff, but not related necessarily to wanting to shed some pounds, but is is really just better nutrition. So what are you feeding your dog? Um, nutrition is is one of the biggest factors to overall health. Lots of shows over the years about nutrition. There's lots of information for you that you can look up in past episodes about, you know, pet food and the importance of nutrition and how misleading the pet food industry can be and all that stuff. So there's lots of lots of info out there for you on that. But what are you feeding your dog? You know, is it that great for them? Um, you know, there's a difference between thriving and surviving. And most of the foods available are really highly processed. And uh, a lot of them have a lot of nasty preservatives. Um, maybe the ingredients are kind of nasty, which you, is really common, you guys, in pet food, that it's not that good for your dog. It's a majority of the foods out there, actually, most of them really aren't that great for your dog if we're talking about what your dog's body was designed to eat, what your dog's digestive tract was designed to eat. Much like us, it was really not super highly processed food with preservatives and a lot of sugar and carbs and, you know, genetically modified ingredients and colors and whatever else they're putting in food Um Flavor enhancers in the case of a lot of kibble, it's pretty gross. So could you improve your dog's diet? You know, put him or her on a better quality food. Maybe switch to a grain-free food if you're feeding a dog that has, if you're feeding a food that has um, corn and wheat in it. Maybe get onto a food that doesn't have those, those grains in it. Um, if you're feeding kibble and you're interested in getting your dog off of food that's so highly processed, which I really, really recommend, maybe you switch to a food that's less processed, a dehydrated food or freeze-dried food or frozen raw food or frozen cooked food, or maybe you're inspired to cook for your dog. Maybe it's even just part of your dog's diet. Maybe you keep a kibble base, but then add in some less processed food. There's lots of ways that you can increase your dog's um, food. Um, adding raw goat milk. We do this every meal. It's super easy. In a really, really easy and effective way to increase the nutritional value of your dog's food, not just with high-quality protein and fat, but also with the probiotics and enzymes that are really, really good for the digestive tract, which is one of the most important factors to overall health and immune function. 70% of immune function is in the digestive tract. So if you have a digestive tract that's off balance because of all the highly processed food, then you have a dog with a compromised immune system. It's going to make them more vulnerable to getting sick or, you know, it's everything. So, um, you know, what could you do to increase the quality of your dog's food? Um, find a, a local, if you have one in your area, um, you know, more independent natural pet supply store that's going to have different options than your big box stores or grocery stores. I definitely don't recommend feeding your dog anything that's marketed for pets to eat out of a grocery store because I don't think any of those brands are anything that I would want my dogs to eat. So increasing um, your dog's food. Also, maybe adding supplements. Um, just recently talked with Dr. Erin Zamzow about her detoxifying supplement Vivo Animals. Maybe it's something like that that you do once a quarter, like she recommended, maybe go through a tub um, adding a fatty acid supplement, fish oil or flax oil or something like that to your dog's food. That's a really great thing to do. Um, there's lots of, lots of, you know, supplements out there as well, but ideally your dog is getting the core nutrients from the food itself. And that's food that's not super processed. Getting to know your dogs. I gave some, uh, examples of like giving your dog, um, some things to do, nose work, puzzles, training, 
they are more general for any type of breed, any type of dog. But maybe if you have like a a purebred dog or you know what your dog's mix is and they have a specific drive, like you have a, a herding breed or you have a terrier or you have a sporting breed or something like that, um, breed Breed group specific things can be really cool to do. It's one of my favorite things to to watch in whatever the breed of dog is, is um, watching the dog do the work that they were really literally designed to do. I mean, we've selectively bred dog breeds over the years to to be really good and, and have the inclination to do specific tasks you know, herding breeds, um, uh, sporting breeds, terriers, working breeds. Uh, I just saw a video of um, a Christmas tree farm that had a bunch of Newfoundlands that they put the tree on a cart and then the dog pulls the tree over to, you know, where they pay or something like that. It was really cute. It's on our Facebook page. Um, you know, that Every breed group was designed to do a different type of thing. And so maybe if you have a, a dog of a specific breed, at least if you don't already know, um, learn what what your dog was designed to do. It would help you certainly. It might explain some of your dog's behaviors. But And then if there's an opportunity to do that, you know, maybe you have a greyhound or a whippet and you decide to go and give your dog the opportunity to do lure coursing, which is uh, an event that. Uh, sight hounds can do. Um, maybe you have a herding breed that, and you've got somewhere that you can take them to, you know, herd sheep. Um, you know, do that. So breed specific jobs as well, I think are really fun. And then uh, my last idea for New Year's resolution would be to volunteer. Volunteer with an organization a dog-related organization, or maybe you don't have time, but you have resources. So maybe you can get yourself set up on a, you know, monthly donation to a, a dog-related nonprofit that really speaks to you. There's so many, really so many amazing um, nonprofits that are doing really great work, um, dog-related, and, you know, whatever resonates for you. And then support them. We we need they need our support. It's how they keep going. It's how they continue to do the amazing work. Maybe it's a disaster relief organization or um, an organization like Beagle Freedom Project or the White Coat Waste Project, which I interviewed recently about laboratory testing in animals, or it's Old Dog Haven, one of my favorites that is a, a rescue organization that is devoted to only old dogs um, and they pay all the vet expenses of, of all the dogs in their organization, which is amazing. Um, courthouse dogs. There's so many, um, you know, Molly, the fire safety dog, teaching kids how to be fire safe, whatever resonates for you. Maybe, maybe it's um, signing up for a monthly donation or maybe it's volunteering your time. Maybe it's going to the local shelter and taking dogs for walks or, or maybe you've been meaning to get your dog, um, you know, certified as a therapy dog, and then you're going to go and do some really cool work with your dog. That's going to be one great way to give your dog a job, assuming it's a good fit for your dog, um, but also a really great way to make a difference in the world with your dog. How fun is that? So lots of, lots of ways that we can improve the quality of our dog's lives and our lives as well. These top New Year's resolutions uh, with your dog that you could make the opportunity for the new year to kind of reflect on, you know, what intentions are we going to set for the new year and how can we improve things, you know, from weight loss to going on outings with your dogs to massages so that you get to know your dog's body and just connect with them in that way. Nose work classes, turning your phone off during walks getting those training or behavior challenges finally resolved. And again, you can either reach out to me for help with that from wherever you live or find somebody locally who lives near you that you can work with 
And if you're wanting to reach out to me for some guidance to at least get started, you can get in touch with me via email, host at dogradioshow.com. Cutting down on the yelling, um, trying a squirt bottle maybe, and then also just making sure that your dog is getting enough exercise and structure. Um, Doing puzzles together, maybe once a week you have puzzle time or once a day or whatever the frequency is. Have it be realistic too, because if it just seems overwhelming, um, you're going to be less likely to do it. When I'm coaching people on, you know, even obedience training, it's like, listen, if you can do 10 minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, that's it. And just set your timer, 10 minutes, start working. And if that's all you've got, fine. Your your dog is actually going to learn a lot in 10 minutes a day. And it's also something that feels manageable because if you set out for an hour a day, And then it's like, oh, I don't have an hour. That's going to feel like so much time or, you know, and then you avoid it and then you just don't do it at all. So I'd rather somebody do five or 10 minutes a day and then they're going to end up sometimes going longer just because they've gotten started than nothing. So keeping things reasonable, you know, set yourself up for success too. Having puzzle time, general self-care, you know, the better care you take care of yourself or, you know, it's going to help your dog, especially stress-related. Um, going for more walks or walks at all. Improving your dog's food. However, there's lots of ideas for that. Um, breed-specific or group-specific jobs are a good thing to know about. And then volunteer work um, with whether that's donating money or volunteering time to help support a, a an organization that's dog-related is a really great way to kind of contribute to things and improve your quality life, quality of life, and also help that of others. And, you know, reflecting back on this year, it was a really incredible year. Um, I We hosted Temple Grandin as part of the Vashon Sheepdog Trials. Uh, we'll be coming out with some video footage of that next year, which is really exciting. We're launching weekly videos in early 2018 um, and a membership that you can sign up for and have access to weekly videos and other resources um, in addition to the podcast that that will always remain accessible as they are now as a free download from iTunes. Um, I've got a book that I'll be publishing next year and, um, you know, all the great interviews, just so grateful for the show, so grateful for Eric, my booth engineer, who takes care of all of the sound and the songs and helps make this possible and all of our all of our amazing guests and also for you guys for listening, because if you weren't listening, I wouldn't have any reason to do this. So thank you so much. Happy New Year. And we'll see you in 2018. been listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Never miss another episode. Listen to our podcast online at dogradioshow.com or download them for free on iTunes or SoundCloud.